Hello, my name is Eva and welcome back to this series about using PowerPoint when delivering educational courses. Before we start, just a few housekeeping notes. I will be on a short break following this episode, so next episode will be in a fortnight. The aim of this series on PowerPoints is to challenge four well-known pieces of advice which we usually get about PowerPoints. In the previous episode, I talked about two well-known mantras, namely always maintain eye contact and never read directly from the PowerPoints. And I presented two different perspectives on these mantras and why you don't always have to have direct eye contact, and when you can advantageously read directly from the PowerPoint text. This time, we are going to explore two additional and very common pieces of advice about the use of PowerPoints. And we start off with that well-known mantra, always have X amount of slides for X amount of minutes. It is usually advised that a presenter should show around 15 slides per hour, as this is around the maximum amount of visual learning that the brain can process. This advice is valid, as it addresses those scenarios with far too many slides, which I think we have all suffered through. This advice, though, does not take into account the content of the slides. If the subject matter is new to the learners, if the subject matter is complex and densely written on the slides, then 10 slides per hour might even feel as far too much. So why do we educators fall into the trap of making too many slides? Well, I think that it is connected to the scenario where we are tasked with teaching a subject, but only given half the time we ourselves consider necessary for the subject to be taught. So what happens to some educators, I think, is that they make the decision to cram it all in anyway, which results in a great number of slides being raced through and the educator feeling compelled to talk faster and faster. And still, they might end up not delivering their full lecture anyway because suddenly time is up. This is a very frustrating situation, and it stems from the ambition of wanting to offer the learners the best knowledge possible. However, numerous studies have shown that best practice for delivering knowledge includes space and time to absorb the knowledge, and this learning opportunity is greatly reduced if the educator speeds up instead of speeding down. The less time you have, the more pacing matters, meaning the less time you have, the more you should space out those nuggets of gold in your PowerPoints. If you have one hour for a lecture, which you normally deliver in three hours, you will have to select and discard slides. This sounds so simple, but it has been my experience 
that it is such a difficult task to discard your darlings. So in summary, rather than adhering to a fixed rule of X amount of slides to X amount of time, let the subject matter and the time allotted to you be the deciding factor. If a PowerPoint slide presents something of particular complexity, make space for it. And you can do that with a slide preceding it with less text and perhaps a visual image afterwards. This gives the brain space and time to absorb and retain complex knowledge. The final piece of common advice that I'd like to examine is one which I have personally heard numerous times, and that is, don't hand out your slides or don't make them digitally accessible until the end of the course. I think this one stems from the very understandable frustration that we as educators experience when we are talking and teaching while half the attendees are leafing through the handouts and not paying attention, only to then start posing questions about things that you have already answered back then when they were busy doing other things. In our day and age, though, controlling what learners are occupying themselves with, especially adult learners, has become increasingly difficult with all manner of digital devices at hand. But to counter that, one might actually use handouts as a device. Better for it, after all, to be slides than Instagram that the learner is browsing through. I usually hand out my slides for two reasons. Number one, though I always start a course with a short overview of what the learners can expect from my course or my speech, many learners learn best by repeating this for themselves. So the very act of leafing through the slides is a way of picking up key words in the slides, which underpins the learning process. So those few minutes where the learners are paying more attention to the slides than to what I am saying are compensated for by the learner, as it were, preparing themselves to learn. And studies collaborate this. As learners who actively give themselves an overview of the subject retain more of the knowledge learned during the course than those learners who do not give themselves an overview. The second reason I hand out my slides is based on the fact that I use a great deal of visuals, images or interactive media. I use images because they are excellent conduits of knowledge and they give the individual learner the opportunity to imagine how the knowledge learned can be applied to their own circumstances. This means that weeks after the course, the individual learner will easily remember their own learning journey. But it might prove a challenge for them to recall the connection between retained knowledge and the wider context in which it was delivered. So handing out the slides allows the learners to write down my words which accompanied the images. 
which in turn allows for better recall weeks and months later. So, in summary, handing out slides may enhance the retention of knowledge by learners returning to their own notes on the slide paper or digitally. And this is advantageous for the transfer of knowledge from course to professional work if you are delivering courses to adult learners. So what can we conclude from this? Well, first and foremost, PowerPoints should be viewed as a learning method rather than a visual or digital source of learning. So the most important educator in the room is still the educator and not the PowerPoints. It is also, I believe, always important to review all the do's and don'ts of PowerPoints, which we are forever getting good advice about. So while I hesitate to shout out absolute do's and don'ts, I would like to share with you my own guidelines for using PowerPoints. They are simple, they are general, and they include three main points. So number one, aim your slides at your target audience. There should be a healthy balance between what you want to talk about and what you think your audience will be drawn to. We as educators sometimes think that that is the same thing. This is not me saying that you have to be funny if you are in a class of funny people. I am merely pointing out that actively targeting how your audience might perceive the subject you are teaching will enhance the way your PowerPoints are presented. Number two do have an overarching narrative in your slides. By this I mean reflect on what is the theme or what are the themes in the knowledge delivered. I believe this part of preparation is underappreciated. A narrative throughout the PowerPoints can be visual. You might show the same type of images all the way through but a narrative can be spatial, as in, I usually have a recurring slide after every five or six slides. It is the same slide and it comes again and again. The narrative should enhance the core theme in your course. And that can be very different depending on what subject you're teaching. So to take an example from my field of work, when I was a clinician, I sometimes tutored students in emergency procedures as I worked in an emergency department, and I used to use PowerPoints for some part of the course. The overarching narrative was always think and act, because in an emergency, it is not enough to be able to tell someone, you have to be able to act. So the narrative in my slides underscored action and thinking. My images were very action-based. They were simple in style, but they were usually more color-based than monochrome. And the presentation itself was always, always, always built around three fixed points. One, tell them what I'm going to talk about. Two, talk about it. 
three, tell them why they needed to hear that. So the way knowledge was presented was an active demonstration of the way one might think and act in an emergency. That's just my own example from my own field of work. It might look very different in yours. But my point is, educators should reflect on how they present their subject matter up against what they want the learners to learn. In other words, do what you want to teach. My third and final guideline is arguably the most important. Be overprepared and understructured. For each slide I make, I make a habit of posing a minimum of three questions to myself, which I think the learners might ask. This exercise often allows me to actually cut down on text by rooting out unclear messaging. The goal of this, besides clarity, is for me as an educator to be immersed in the craft of delivering knowledge rather than having my attention solely on the delivery of the PowerPoints. So this episode has had a focus on text-based PowerPoints, but as I mentioned, I use a lot of images in my slides, and I might return to that in the future. But I do hope that you found this episode useful. Until next time, which will be in a fortnight, I have been Eva, and thanks so much for listening.